Welcome to the Guru Investor Podcast. On this podcast, we offer audio versions of our articles from Validia's Guru Investor blog. To read our articles or to sign up to receive a notification when we publish new research, please go to our website at blog.validia.com. The article I'll read in this episode is titled Four Things Buffett Does That Most Investors Couldn't or Shouldn't Do. It was originally published on November 18, 2020. They say Warren Buffett eats McDonald's multiple times a week, gulps down a few cans of Coke a day, and prefers ice cream and candy over vegetables. According to one former CEO who knows Buffett, when he uses a salt shaker, it's like a snowstorm. These aren't the eating habits I want to be teaching my kids, but then again, Buffett's diet isn't what we admire about him. We admire his track record, investing prowess, long-term thinking, optimism in America, his communication abilities, and sound and consistent investment advice he has shared with millions of investors. But in studying Buffett and looking at his portfolio and actions, it might be more of a story as do as I say, not as I do. Here are four things Buffett actually does that most investors shouldn't or couldn't do with their own money or portfolios. The dramatic decline in stocks early in the year and the nearly as powerful rebound highlights the risk of market timing. Missing rebounds like this can wreak havoc on your long-term results. The phrase, time in the market is more important than timing the market, is something espoused by advisors and buy and hold investors alike. Timing the market can come in many forms. You can take a portion of your portfolio out of stocks and look to buy back in. That's one form of market timing. Another way is to use cash flows to try to time opportunistic purchases, which is effectively what Buffett is doing. At the end of 2008, Berkshire Hathaway had roughly $25 billion in cash on its balance sheet. As of September 30th, 2020, the cash balance was roughly $146 billion, according to Ycharts. As Berkshire's operating businesses kick off profits, those profits become cash on the balance sheet and provide the dry powder Buffett uses to buy stocks and companies outright. But due to a marriage of reasons, a limited universe, high valuations, the cash has been building and buy a lot. It's similar to an individual investor who's working and contributing regularly to their retirement account, like a 401k. Imagine if each month some of your earnings went into cash in your investment account versus being invested. At some point, you would look to deploy that long-term money into the market, but by not putting it in immediately, you are effectively making a market timing call. Since the end of 2008, the S&P is up 360%, including dividends. Buffett has had a consistent and growing cash balance that now equals more than only a few dozen companies' total market valuations. One wonders if Buffett would have just put that money into the S&P 500, what the value of that cash would be today. And that may be the important lesson in this. Getting broad market exposure, at least for most investors, may be even more important than looking for that perfect investment. As of the day of this writing, Apple accounts for 46% of Berkshire Hathaway's $250 billion in public equity holdings. After that, you have Coca-Cola, Bank of America, American Express, Kraft Heinz. When you total those five positions, they make up close to 80% of Berkshire's total stock exposure. That's concentration. The image from the article shows visually just how large these positions are compared to the other stocks that Buffett owns. Apple has been a huge winning position for Buffett, so the overweight in that name is a result of the stock being a stellar performer over the past few years. But the point is that most investors shouldn't look at Buffett's positions and weightings of the companies he owns and think that that's the best way to run their portfolio. Most people should be more diversified with their stock positions. Holding between 30 and 60 names gets you most of the benefits of diversification, but having more balance between positions would likely serve most investors well. In Morgan Housel's new book, The Psychology of Money, he writes, quote, At the Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting in 2013, Warren Buffett said he owned four to 500 companies during his life and made most of his money on 10 of them. Charlie Munger followed up, If you remove just a few of Berkshire's top investments, its long-term track record is pretty average, end quote. Some people think Buffett rarely sells his stocks, but that's just wrong. Buffett had a 10% stake in all major airlines coming into this year. He sold every one of them during the COVID shutdown on fears that their businesses would be permanently damaged or that the U.S. government was going to have to provide capital and dilute equity holders. 
In the latest 13F, he's moved out of many of his financial positions and added some big pharma names and even pruned his Apple position a little bit. As Sparkline Capital's Kai Wu pointed out in a research piece from earlier in the year, Buffett started his investing career as a traditional Ben Graham-style value investor, looking for stocks that were cheap based on assets. But that deep value approach was limited, both in terms of its scalability and the opportunity set, so Buffett migrated to a high-quality investing approach, looking for moats and companies with consistent profits and above-average profitability. He's continued to adapt his style and approach, adding Apple in 2016 and acknowledging the importance of intangible assets. The ability to look at facts, change your investing approach, and find new opportunities might be one of Buffett's greatest skills, but most investors wouldn't be able to pivot like Buffett. And therein lies the challenge. Trying to emulate Buffett's adaptability and rationality just isn't doable for most investors. Just to make one thing very clear, Berkshire pays a significant amount in taxes. Actually, Berkshire paid about 1.5 of all corporate tax in 2019. In Buffett's 2019 annual letter to shareholders, he wrote, quote, in 2019, Berkshire sent $3.6 billion to the U.S. Treasury to pay its current income tax. The U.S. government collected $243 billion from corporate income tax payments during the same period. From these statistics, you can take pride that your company delivered 1% to 1.5% of all federal income taxes paid by all of corporate America, end quote. But that's not to say that Buffett hasn't gotten creative in the past to alleviate some of the tax burden that would have been owed if he were to sell certain stock positions. In 2014, for example, Buffett and Graham Holdings struck a asset swap deal in which Berkshire gave Graham back the shares it owned, and in return, Graham Holdings provided Berkshire a Miami TV station, cash from its balance sheet, and the shares it owned of Berkshire Hathaway. He's done this with a few other times as well, resulting in a net tax savings versus selling outright on the open market and having those sales be taxable transactions for Berkshire. So there you have it. Buffett's a market timer, a super concentrated investor, maybe not as disciplined as you think, and has, through the use of asset swaps, avoided taxable gains. On the surface, most investors would stay clear of trying to put these principles and techniques into action in their investment strategy, which is why Buffett actually recommends individuals just buy the S&P 500 and call it a day. But there will always be investors looking to beat the market, and they will look to Buffett as inspiration, even if many of his actions aren't appropriate for most investors. Thank you for listening.